everyone. Today I'm going to talk about my research project on the effect of growing con conditions of the Nebraskan Great Northern Beans on the protein content, gastrointestinal digestibility, and the release of peptides with antioxidant activity. I'm going to briefly uh, discuss about the background behind this research and state the purpose and objective. Um, experimental design and methodologies and discuss uh, the results and conclusions so far. Also throw some light on the future directions. <clears throat> Beans are basically pulses but and pulses are a subgroup of the leguminous family. Pulses refer to the dry edible seeds uh, which are mainly dry beans, dry peas, chickpeas and lentils. Pulses have high protein content but low in fat with exceptions in uh, soybeans and peanuts. Pulses can prevent uh, non-communicable chronic diseases like diabetes, coronary heart disease, obesity, and cancer. Amongst the dry bean production across the world, India, Myanmar, and Brazil are the top three producers of dry beans. United States is fourth largest producer of dry beans and Nebraska ranks third in the bean production after North Dakota and Michigan. There are about 40,000 different varieties of dry beans that are available in the world. However, only 15 to 20 different types of dry beans are commercially cultivated. In the United States, the majorly five types of dry beans are cultivated that are pinto beans, great northern beans, black beans, navy beans, and Red kidney beans. Great northern beans are chosen for this research because great northern beans is widely cultivated in Nebraska and Nebraska is ranked among one of the top most producers of great northern beans. Also great northern beans is a good source of dietary proteins. The problem of this research is the dry land conditions of Nebraska because the, uh, Nebraska is one of the dry states of United States with average rainfall in western Nebraska being about 18 inches of rain per year. So dry land uh, conditions or drought stressed beans, um, the variety of great northern beans with drought tolerant um, quality is uh, cultivated in Nebraska uh, under water stressed conditions that is six inch of water during the cultivation period Mainly these are grain fed uh, conditions which are have less water content than the irrigated or normal variety of great northern beans. So we speculate that this water stress condition can affect the yield of great northern beans. Coming on to the food protein derived bioactive peptides. Food proteins can be used to generate um, bioactive peptides by the methods of enzymatic digestion, food processing, and fermentation. The sh these short-chain bioactive peptides are basically amino acid sequences that are inert uh, in the native protein but can exhibit biological properties when released from the food protein. However, we do not know if the effect of these water conditions can change the storage protein and subsequent release of the bioactive peptides and affect the biological properties. <clears throat> Secondly, uh, discussing about how beans are consumed. Beans are generally soaked first and then cooked um, and 
the main uh, utility of soaking is to soften the beans and to remove the anti-nutritional factors like trypsin inhibitors, tannins and hemagglutinins. Boiling is the most common way humans consume beans and it is also known from literature that cooking can enhance accessibility of digestive enzymes to cleave the food proteins. So the objective of our project is to determine the effect of water conditions during cultivation of great northern beans on the protein content degree of hydrolysis, peptide content and antioxidant activity of peptides after boiling. Here we first in the experimental design we cook the beans and then mince the cooked beans before subjecting to gastrointestinal digestion. Followed by the gastrointestinal digestion we carry out two centrifugation steps. The first centrifugation steps is the normal um, at 10,000 G for 40 minutes and we obtain a supernatant and the pellet. The pellet is stored and the supernatant is subjected for ultra centrifugation step to obtain the lower molecular weight bioactive peptides that is less than 3 kDa and these filtrates are utilized to do, uh, do the in vitro bioactivity studies where we measure the antioxidant activity in vitro as well as in cells using the intestinal epithelial cells CACO2 by the DHE method. The retentate that is obtained from the second centrifugation step is combined with the partially digested pellet in the first centrifugation step and both the partially digested sample as well as the filtrates are subjected towards peptide profiling to determine the peptide characteristics. <coughs> Coming on to first methodology that is a simulated gastrointestinal digestion. This takes place at 37 degrees Celsius. We take about 10 grams of the cooked beans, minced form and uh, subjected to the first phase of um, simulated gastrointestinal digestion that is uh, oral phase where alpha amylase, a car uh, carbohydrate specific enzyme, digests the sample and we obtain the slurry and then the slurry is subjected to the gastric phase where we add the porcine pepsin and it functions at pH 3 with the titrant uh, 1 molar HCl to balance and then for, uh, forward to intestinal phase, we use a combined enzyme that is pancreatin. At the end of the intestinal phase, the entire process is inhibited by the usage of uh, trypsin, chymotrypsin inhibitor and we take the protein slurry, the hydrolysate for centrifugation to obtain the supernatant and followed by the ultracentrifugation as mentioned earlier. We calculate the degree of hydrolysis by the pH stat method where uh, the unique um, component is H dot value that is the number of peptide bonds that is cleaved in the food protein and uh, this H dot value for beans is 7.8 and we prepare the pre uh, a controlled sample which is pre-cooked and pre-digested that is from the direct uh, raw beans obtained we make a bean flour and ma we make a slurry with the flour and 2% NaCl solution in the ratio 1 is to 10 which is um, kept overnight for 16 hours and the extraction is done. Uh, the next day we do the centrifugation and we obtain the supernatant and freeze dry it for the activity studies.
coming on to the uh, activity studies, we measured the Lowry's protein content and fluorometric peptide assay principle. So in the fluorometric peptide assay, the peptide is attached to, um, it's added with the fluorophore such that the fluorophore can attach to the amino terminals of the peptide to give a fluorescence at an excitation emission spectrum of 390 nanometer and 475 nanometer. In the Lowry's protein estimation, the protein is added with the reagent that contains copper sulfate solution, sodium tartarate solution, and sodium carbonate solution. When incubated uh, for 10 minutes and followed by a Follins reagent, um, the absorbance is measured at 660 nanometer to measure the total protein content of the present in the sample. The freeze-dried GI filtrates are subjected to antioxidant activity in which uh, the ABTS radical scavenging activity, the peptides are uh, um, incubated with the ABTS chromophore and potassium persulfate that produces the ABTS radical cation which uh, is measured at an absorbance of 734 nanometer to um, determine the antioxidant activity of the peptides. The peptides inhibit the production of radical cation and that is measured at this um, wavelength to determine the antioxidant activity of the sample. In the oxygen radical absorbance capacity assay, the fluorescein is oxidized by an azo compound like AAPH and the inhibitor in the sample or the peptide in the sample has the ability to delay this of oxidation of fluorescein and this is measured by a kinetic analysis for 70 minutes at a fluorescence intensity measured at 485 nanometer excitation and 538 nanometer emission. This helps us to determine the antioxidant activity of the peptides present in the sample. Coming on to the results, we found that the protein content in the pre-digested samples is uh, lesser in the dry land variety as compared to the irrigated variety. However, after gastrointestinal digestion, the protein content uh, was non-significant between the dry land variety and the irrigated variety. We found that uh, degree of hydrolysis was higher, significantly higher in the dry land variety than in the irrigated variety. However, there was no significant difference between the peptide content of the pre-digested samples or the after the gastrointestinal digestion. Similarly, uh, when we tested for the antioxidant activity with the cooked bean GI filtrates, we uh, measured the um, antioxidant activity by of the ORAC method by calculating the micromole Trolox equivalent antioxidant capacity uh, per gram where Trolox is used as a standard, we did not find any significant difference between the antioxidant activity between the dry land and the irrigated varieties. Similarly, when we measured the 50% inhibit inhibitory concentration of ABTS radical cation uh, scavenging assay, we did not find any significant difference between the dry land variety and the irrigated variety. Hence, we can conclude that the protein content of the dry land is lower than those grown under irrigated conditions. 
degree of hydrolysis of gastrointestinally digested filtrates of, was higher in the dryland variety than the irrigated variety. However, there was no significant difference found in terms of peptide content and antioxidant activity between the two varieties. This observational study hence suggests so far that the watering conditions does not affect the antioxidant activity of the bean-derived bioactive peptides. To validate these results, we plan to do a pept extensive peptide profiling analysis using the reverse phase chromatography and hydrophilic interaction chromatographic techniques and the antioxidant activity studies in the cells using the dihydroethidium uh, method to verify the results obtained in the in vitro studies. Thank you. These are my acknowledgments.